All right, welcome back to part three with uh, Dave De- Pepin. Yeah, that's go. it. You said that really well. Thank you. Now, see, where are we going to go with this? Oh, yes. We'll give a plug out to uh, Army Guy Graphics. That's all one word, telling your war stories through graphic arts. He's got shirts, decals, license plates, whatever you can think of, Steve can do it. Tell him Rock is Bacchus sent you. And that's Army Guy Graphics, all one word, on Facebook. Thanks a lot, Steve. All right, back to you, David. Dave? I guess uh, we can sort of sum up here a little bit. You, you have what to say about somebody joining the military today. Like if you had the wisdom of 25 years in mm-hmm. and you know what you know, what would you say to somebody? Yeah, if somebody wants to join, um, I'd say like get at it. Absolutely. Like what, what, what is it they want to get out of that, right? Like there's always that guy who wants to be a sniper like in Battlefield 3 and like under canopy parachuting with like a crazy Barrett 50 cal and shooting guys in the head. And they're going to be like going in for a wake up call because it's nothing close to that. Just the administration alone of being a soldier is is not what a lot of people anticipate. The service to country is like just really a beautiful thing. Like if if you're going to get excited about doing something like that, um, then yeah, get in there. Uh, for me, I, I would definitely tell people if you love playing hockey, you're going to love the military because you're going to play almost every morning of your life, uh, especially when you're younger ranks. Um, like those were amazing, amazing memories. Like played more hockey in the military than I did. Like when I was a kid, certain years. Um, well, it's you. You can no longer build a career on playing hockey. No. I mean, like when I first got in in yeah. the nineties, <laughs> it was starting to die off then. But if okay. you were a good hockey player, you ended up in Germany playing hockey. Yeah, I definitely and, been taken out of the field once to play yeah. hockey. <laughs> so I got a good night's sleep. Then I played. Like right after my game, I was able to shower and then just yeah. get back in the field and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Bob Nanskville, my neighbor over here. Yeah, he uh, that's what he did. He was a good hockey player, and uh, although he's he's lost his felt uh, slim form now, yeah. he he had the heart of a hockey player, and uh, that's nice. what he did. He ended up in Germany playing hockey. Awesome, and getting a wife. Okay, when <laughs> when? Well, you know, yeah, it's all good. The uh, but like yeah the. It's an amazing ride, depending on what you choose to do. So yep. if Buddy wants to come in and be military police, right, and you want to be a clerk, I mean, there's incredible job satisfaction there. But the amount of opportunities, regardless of your trade, to have these incredible stories, yeah. like I'm going to argue that a lot of your civilian friends, you're going to leave them in the dust, and they're going to, to some degree, become un- un- uninteresting just because... Like they decided to sit there and do that. So is it an adventure? I think it is. And if you're proactive about what kind of adventure that you want, like you don't have to be special operations forces. Like I wanted that. Yeah. But um, if like we all know medics and, and signalers, uh, guys done that pathfinders, hundred um, percent, yeah, all sorts of courses. Right. But even if like you're a clerk and you get to go on nine Megan or yeah. you get on a ship and then you get to do a bunch of port visits and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, those are, those are all fucking beautiful things. Like get on it and go make a story. Like for me, it's, uh, had a fear being young of being put into the ground and being like, here lies Dave Pippi did nothing crickets, Yeah, you know? <laughs> so like now I got like a really cool story as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. And my goal now after the military is when I'm 45 
I need to have more than just war stories, mm-hmm. right? So I've already got some where it's like I was skiing with my kids and then like I sped up to my daughter and grabbed her by the back because she was about to go like airborne into some trees, you know, do some skiing. And uh, so, and it's sharing those memories with uh, someone special and the kids. So yeah. that's what I want to do. And then I'm trying to diversify with an MBA, what to do professionally, I think I'll always kind of be stuck with drones and JTAC type stuff a yep. little bit just because there's money in that. But um, it's definitely diversify and me not wanting to be like a one hit wonder. Yeah. So I know off uh, air we kind of talked about it really quick, but if I did 25, 30 years, I would not want to see mentally what kind of state I, I'd be in. I, I saw my father after 38 years of service and he never went to do some kind of conflict. Yeah. Like he hunted Russian submarines, you know, he was on board of a, a boat that would have done that sometimes. So but, he was um, institutionalized. Institutionalized. Yeah. And for two years, like he had to get used to, you know, he was a chief petty officer first class, like top of the food chain. Food chain yeah. And then he had nobody. Yeah. Right. And even today, sometimes it's like, Dave, do this. It's like, uh, no, I'm a 42 year old <laughs> man and I'm not going to do that. Right. So, uh, See, I, I, I never had any of those issues getting out. When I got out, uh, I promised myself when I got in yeah. that the minute I couldn't lead from the front, I'd pull the pin. Okay. And, uh, I, I ended up, you know, with what I thought was some injuries and stuff that was slowing me down. That's okay. I'm still fucking yeah. pushing forward. And then I, at one point, I just couldn't keep up. And I said, well, fuck, time to pull the pin. Unfortunately, yeah. I should have maybe hung on a little while until I was actually diagnosed mm. <laughs> while within the military. I hear you. But uh, I just couldn't, couldn't see myself getting people to do what I, what I was unable to do. I, mm. You know, tell them to do this. Uh, yeah. it, just, it didn't sit with me well. But, uh, yeah, I would say fucking join because the stories you get... Um, you and I, who really never did any deployments together or anything like that, um, we still can can relate to some of the stories. We can tell the stories, and you'll clue into what it was and maybe build on it. 100%. Um, whereas when I was a civvy, talk about when the last time I got really fucking yeah. loaded was. You know? <laughs> well, as an Army guy, you do that too. Oh, yeah. But you're getting loaded in really exotic countries. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those stories too. <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off now. Yeah, don't inhale and <laughs> swallow at the same time. Want me to pat your back? You're okay? <laughs> don't touch me, Dave. All right, no problem. <laughs> Show me on the doll where the bad man touched yeah, you. Boundaries are important. Uh, yeah, so I guess in summation, um, make friends outside the military um, because you're going to need that balance in life. Mm-hmm. Um Hopefully they same they show some of the same interests you do, you are. Um, they'll never understand needing to go out and kill somebody. Um, but that's just a circuit in their their short circuit in their wiring, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't want to give the impression we're all a bunch of psychos, but uh, I think most of the guys that join our our um, units and regiments or go into the combat arms field want to be tested. Once they're tested, they often regret being tested, mm-hmm. but they're, they're proud of how they stood up. But the, the constant deployments, the constant stress can lead to mental illness or uh, injury and PTSD. So, you know, if you're showing symptoms of this, go out and get help. You know, share, get outside your comfort zone. You know, talk to people who 
you normally wouldn't talk to because you only talk to army guys. It'll make transition out of the military that much easier. If you're showing signs of uh, um, depression or uh, mental injuries of any kind, uh, everybody knows about PTSD now. Other people are saying you're you're angry or um, you should go see somebody. You should probably listen, especially if it's your wife. Mm. Wives save lives over and over again. Because um, men are generally hesitant to go to a doctor. But when the wife says you should go to the doctor, you should go to the doctor. So listen to your wives, folks. Uh, last word over to you, Dave. Yeah, so I don't know, like uh, last word, last word for this interview, but like I'm halfway through a career and, and my life really. So uh, from there, seeing where I'm at right now is in the past two and a half years to three years, I really dig the emotional intelligence train that I've been riding just because I'm getting much more out of like the most m- more mundane things in life. Um, regret not having studied while I was in the forces because yeah. we had so much downtime when you're away. And we had money given to us to do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so cool that I'm halfway through an MBA. I plan on finishing that and then uh, using an MBA to diversify uh, who I am as an individual. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of opportunities out there for, for veterans. And so they need to diversify and just get out there and be able to network. Um, for, for me, it's just, I got to work on, on the anxiety before I sit down for like, you know, eight, 10 hour days. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that comes with the emotional intelligence piece of recognizing it, like you said, and then you, you have like, I'm doing through, um, what do you call it there? Um, exposure therapy, Mm -hmm. like taking it head on. So uncomfortable sleep, like crazy, uh, but necessary, like where I am from a few years ago, like just incredible rage. Like now I just do that at the gym. Like I go find that rage so I can lift weights, but the, but that's it. So So your daughter spilling milk doesn't set you off anymore. No, like now it's beautiful because like I can articulate, um, you know, uh, certain things and, and understand that it's going to happen too, right. Understanding what you cannot control, um, like for me, that was like a huge one, like kind of when I understood that. Um, so all that to say, like if you're in service and then you're going to get out, you know, like just start doing some education Yeah. because uh, twofold, one, you'll have an education. And the second one is uh, it just keeps the brain going, yeah. right? So diversify what you're reading, give yourself projects, mathematics, stuff like that, you know, or simple arithmetic just to get it going yeah. because we do bring valuable things into business and the civilian environment, but we need to be able to put that on paper and articulate it. Yeah. Just putting a resume together. Like I had one lady in human resources tell me we don't drop bombs in Ottawa. And I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But it's more the planning and preparation of yeah. like kind of project management before yeah. you clear a plane hot. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and also like everyone wants veterans cause they show up 15 minutes early. Right. And I've been around <laughs> enough civilians now where it's like perfectly okay. Oh, someone was 10 minutes late. Yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a sin. Yeah. You I know? was, I had that same issue when I started the job up on, on Baffin Island. Uh, we'd get to a safety brief or whatever yeah. we were doing that day. And you're supposed to be there for eight o'clock. So I'm there at, you know, quarter to no later than 10 to. Yeah waiting for all these fucking people to show up. The instructor would be starting to talk, doing his talking, and other people would start wandering, and I'm going, fuck, I can't say anything, but it drove yeah. me crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
there's a couple other little things you got to adjust to, but you know, in the big picture, it's not that hard to adjust to. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I had a full head of hair, I'm not sure I'd go back to wearing long hair. <laughs> I've sort of been institutionalized yeah. that way. Um, no, but, when it comes to job seeking, like I, I had one woman, uh, I think it's shared services, Canada, just like they're quadrupling in size or something mm-hmm. like that. So in the course of a week, I saw the same woman with her HR team three times in a week for job interviews. And then the third time I get there, it's like, I'm going to escort Dave out. And so I was like, this is news, you know, <laughs> but anyway, she said, listen, you're a veteran. So you get a check in the box. And you're bilingual. That's another check in the yeah. box. But if you get a visible minority or a female who's got a degree and is bilingual, that's three checks in the box. Yeah. And that's how our Excel spreadsheet works. Yeah. So now I have to go get an education. And like I'm losing security analyst jobs over 22-year-olds with degrees and God knows what. And you have the experience. Yeah. Uh, even at the um, one location... Um, there was a position to be essentially like a section commander, mm. like sergeant, just like I was run 12 guys. They got guns, got to teach them how to use guns. Yeah. One of the people they hired was a female had never used guns before, but don't worry. She's going to go get her instructor's course, her private arms license and an instructor's course, and then be able to do that. When like for me, like I've, you know, tens of thousands of rounds went through the barrels of my guns um, if not more. So from, from there is just kind of disheartening to see that. Yeah. And then people say like, well, we need diversity. It's like, I would argue that you need someone that can that knows teach. what they're doing. Yeah. With the gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, diversity is important because I understand the dynamics of different brains around the table right. and stuff like that. Uh, but there are certain positions where it's just like it take you need a lot of accountability when you're using a firearm. I mean, I know for me, it's, uh, you know, like even there's a recruiting center that even said you're a Caucasian male in your 40s. We're never going to hire you. It's like, all right, check. Right. So they're, they're not looking for the best person out there. They've, they've got their quotas to feel uh, to full um, or fill rather. So uh, from that point, it's just like weaponize yourself, you know, go get that education. But at the same time, it's going to be a good experience. The other people that'll be in the class, you know, because again, that's a diverse environment and then they're going to think different ways. You're going to learn a ton. So like for me in the last year, uh, learning how to write certain ways, I just have to be able to expand more on what it is that I'm writing because a lot of the things we did in the military is just like, you know, an executive summary, so to speak, whereas... Some people uh, did, you know, that like for, for me, I'm okay with a gun. And these people with a pen is remarkable what they can do. And they say pen is mightier than the sword. It totally is, 100%. Yep. That's a fact. <laughs> it's, it's what gets things done. Yeah. So, like, in closing, for me, it's education, relationships, and emotional intelligence is what is getting me, like, a huge fucking high five in life right now. And that I'm really digging. Um, so... You know, to to the guys that are still in plugging away, um, you know, I was kicked off my horse uh, by a government agency. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be as happy as I am today doing the things that I'm doing and growing in. Um, So sometimes a loss is a win kind of thing. Yeah, 100 percent. Like one of the things I refocused on was uh, risk. Right. So we all kind of calculate the risks that we take. And sometime with great risks comes great reward. And that's where these stories come from, right? But also sometimes that reward is just like a fucking huge failure, right? So like if you look at Amazon and business, 
they're going to take risks that are Amazon in size in billions and billions of dollars. And if it doesn't work, then it's a huge fall on the face, right? Yeah. But if it works, which it usually does, because these are smart cookies that are there, uh, you know, what it means for shareholders and, and their stocks. I mean, it just goes through the roof. So it's the same thing with human beings. You take a risk on your wife, your occupation, stuff like that. And if you come out with like great experiences, fantastic. But there's going to be a few of them in there. Yeah, that's going to be like the yeah. wife you thought was great has made off with the contents of your bank account and house. Yes, <laughs> and the ice cube trays in the fridge. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So. That's kind of a dick move. <laughs> oh, yeah. like Or trying to tell the lawyers that like your veterans affairs cash, you like gifted it to her. It's like, okay, you're going to have to prove that one. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> but uh, anyways, nice try. Yeah. yeah. Well, great having you with us. Yeah, likewise, Steve. Thank you so much for having me here. This was fantastic. Well, thanks for coming out. And uh, feel free. You got something else you want to talk about? Come on down again. I will. Thanks Help. again for your time. Bring a friend, man. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Take care. All right. So uh, that's it for Rockus Bacchus, folks. Hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, what the hell? We got some music in here somewhere. Nice. There we go. Yeah. Well, I wish my airplanes had this. <laughs> As they were coming in, about to oh, it'd be down. awesome, eh? Well, you should add it on like Vietnam, right? Dun, 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 dun. You're love about to bit. die. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Who doesn't? Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning into this episode of Rockets Bacchus, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be nice to each other out there. There's no point being a dick because it's not going to get anything done. So, uh, cheers. And if you want to uh, get a hold of me at all. It's Steve C. Copang at gmail.com. So Steve, Sierra Tango, Echo, Victor Echo, Charlie, Kilo, Oscar, Papa, Papa, Alpha, November Golf at gmail.com. Send in your hate mails or suggestions, whatever you got. I'm more than happy to see them. Cheers. <laughs>